Good morning. You know how there are those times that you'll be working on a problem and you'll get so confused in the midst of trying to solve that problem that you'll have to literally go back to the very beginning just to remember what it is you were trying to accomplish. There have been times in the history of the church that the people of the church have looked around and they've seen all the clutter and all the confusion that have kind of gathered around and they ask themselves, what is it that we're trying to do? And they've had to go back to the beginning again. They've had to go back and just ask themselves, what is it that God is calling us to be? What is it that God is calling us to do? And it ends up that that's a really important exercise for any church to, to walk through on a regular basis. And any time that we, that we do that, any time that we go back to remember what it is, what these fundamentals of our calling are, a good passage to go back and revisit is found in Acts 2, verse 42. So if you would, with me, just let's open our our ears, let's open our hearts so that we can hear God's word again. Hear this call where God reminds us again, what is it that we're called to be? What is it that we're called to do? Now to give you some context for Acts chapter two, verse 42, earlier on in this passage, the the spirit of God has just been poured out over the people of that with the followers of Jesus, the people of God. And they've just stood up and they've, they've spoken to this huge crowd about who Jesus was. And as a result, thousands, thousands of people have come and they said, we wanna follow Jesus as well. We, and we wanna be baptized as this proclamation, this public declaration of that decision that we've made. And then we find this in Acts chapter two, verse 42, that follows that that lead in, and it says, and they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So here in Acts 2.42, we find these four foundational activities of the church, these four fundamentals to which we must constantly return if we're going to be a healthy Jesus community. And just like that early church, just like that early community of Jesus's people. We have to give ourselves completely to these things. Give ourselves completely to the practice and gathering around and growing into these four things. This morning's message is titled, Devoted to Design. Let's pray. Father, we wanna thank you this morning that we have been called to a purpose. We've been called with intention to a design. We've been called to a community that we don't have to come up with what that is. We don't have to come up with what it takes to be effective, to make Jesus known. You've already told us. We just need to be reminded at times of what that is. So we pray this morning that your spirit would be speaking to our hearts, not just in that general way to a whole community, but also in that very personal way that you do. That you would meet us here this morning that you would speak to us about our part, what you have called us as individuals to be in that larger community that you have called to be your people, Jesus to be your body, to be that reflection of you in this earth, that full revelation of your, your presence and your power in this place so that people's lives might be changed and transformed, that they might have this sense that they are rescued out of the brokenness of their lives, out of the brokenness of this world and into a life where it's just abundant, where there's provision, where there's care, where there's a sense of just your, your presence with them constantly, your protection over them, that life that you intended for us. 
So Lord God, come this morning, speak to us through just this one simple verse. But man, what important, what important kind of foundational truth is found here for us as your people. Help us to be that healthy Jesus community that we were intended to be. Father, for your glory, in the name of your son Jesus, by the power of your spirit, amen. Amen. You guys, for three weeks now, uh, we've been talking about community. This is our third week of looking at what does it mean to, to be that healthy Jesus community that, that he has called us to be. What does it mean for us to be that thing that we are designed for? We found that we were designed for it. We have been uniquely gifted so that we have that part that we play in it. And we've also found that we are not going to we're not going to effectively make Jesus known without this fullness of what he calls community. So community for us is not an option. Community is this essential piece, this essential piece of what it means to be the church. So, so what is community? Well, here in Acts 2.42, we find that community is de- defined by these four very important uh, things that we share together, that we take part in together. It's devoting ourselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so we say, well, what are these things? What are these four things that God wants us to be about? Well, first of all, the, the, in a, an authentic, a healthy Jesus community, it says, is grounded in, it, it frames their thinking around, filters every activity they do through this thing that's called the the teaching of the apostles. And so what are apostles? What teaching are we talking about here? Well, in in the original Greek that the New Testament was written in, the, the word apostle literally meant someone that was sent with a commission by someone else to make that the will of that sender, to make the that will known and to also carry out that will. And so we look at that and we say, well, who are God's apostles then? Well, first of all, primarily, his primary apostle is Jesus. He he sent his son to make his will known and to to establish that, that kingdom, to establish that will, to establish that rescue plan and to get his will going and to establish his people, his kingdom, to call people out of darkness into light. So Jesus is his original apostle and his primary apostle. Secondarily, you find this, this kind of next level of apostles, which are in the Old Testament, he set his prophets, and they were to, to set up the message of Jesus. And then following Jesus, Jesus sends out who he calls his apostles, and they're sent out into the world. And so you have his primary apostle of Jesus, and then the second tier of these apostles, the Old Testament prophet and the New Testament apostles. And then you have this third tier of apostle that comes in in, in our present day. In our present day, we find that um, God's spirit raises up and he sends and he, he connects um, his pastors, his teachers with, with the local congregations where Jesus' people are meeting so that they too might bring forth God's will and, and, and make it known and then make sure that we're, we're carrying it out. And so you have these three tiers of what it means to be invested in and committed to the apostles' teaching. You have the teachings of Jesus, You have the teachings of the Old and the New Testament through the prophets and the apostles that are completely in line with the teachings of Jesus. And then you also have the teachings that that go on every every week, every Bible study, in the local church. 
that should be tested to make sure that they're, they're in, in line with the teachings of the Old and New Testament, with the teachings of Jesus himself. And so these are the teachings of the apostles. And it says we, a healthy Jesus community, we ground ourselves in these teachings. We, we, these are the foundation that we stand on. This is the framework that we think through. These are the filters that we run everything through. Second, it says a genuine and a, a healthy Jesus community they give themselves to this thing called fellowship. You say, well, what is fellowship? Well, again, we go back to the language to find out what, what were they saying? What was this, what would they meaning by this word fellowship? And the Greek word that's translated here as fellowship is this word koinonia. Now, many of you have heard this word koinonia, but literally what it means is it means to share, to have things in common, to, have, to release your private ownership of something to share in, in terms of providing common ownership or to allow someone else to have ownership of this thing. That's koinonia. And so later in this passage, we're going to read about how, you read about how the early church, how this early gathering of Jesus' people, they would, they would literally sell whatever they had in order to meet the needs of the community, meet the needs of those who had needs within this community of God's people. So we find out that fellowship, it's not just about going and sharing a donut and coffee. It's not just about talking about, you know, the latest Patriots game out in the lobby. Koinonia really is about making everything that we have available to God, who made everything that he had available to us, but making it available in a way that makes sure that his family is taken care of. His family in this new community is taken care of. They committed themselves, devoted themselves to koinonia, to fellowship. The third thing it says is that a genuine Jesus community gathers to break bread together. Now again, later in this passage, we're gonna find that this original Jesus community, they would, they would come together for meals all the time, from house to house to house, and they, these meals, they would just get, they would get loud, they would get, and you go, well, why? Why are they, why are they so loud? Why are, when they gather, why is something as, as simple as a, a meal? Why does it become such an event? Well, it was because the breaking of bread had a deeper meaning for this early Christian movement. It also looked at how we gather to break bread together around the table of communion, around that feast that God has given us. But what they found was that every time they got together for a meal, it reminded them of this meal that God had invited us to. So even everyday meals became times of worship. Everyday just gatherings became times that they would remember Jesus and they would break into these times. Literally it says they would gather with these great celebration or loud shouting just as they remember it and celebrated what Jesus had done. And so we find out that if we're to spend time together, it should be, if we're going to be this genuine Jesus community, this healthy Jesus community, we have to spend the time together. And these times that we spend together are not just to to shout about what great food we're sharing, but every time that we gather becomes a time that we can remember who Jesus is, what he has done for us, how that has changed our lives and we can share that and not just feast on the meal but feast on this truth and this life that God has made available to us. They devoted themselves to this kind of thing that, they, that was called fellowship, called koinonia, called gathering to break bread together. And finally, it says that a genuine Jesus community gathers to pray. 
They pray together. This first community, they would intentionally take times that were set throughout the day that they would regularly, every day, come and pray, lift up prayers for their nation, lift up prayers for their community, for their leaders, lift up prayers for their families, lift up prayers for their friends, make their thanks, just thanks for the day, thanks for that regularly throughout the day were set, these set times where they would gather to pray. They would individually pray, but give themselves to prayer. They would also give themselves to spontaneous gatherings. A need would arise and they would come together and they would pray that they would just, the first thing they would think of is let's gather together to pray. They would intentionally come together at times to, to engage in, in warfare, in spiritual warfare through prayer and going into the heavenly places with the authority that Jesus had given them to make sure that not just are the things on the ground, but uh, are they kind of lined up, but that we're making sure that things in the heavenly places are, are aligned too with the will of God, that there's not clearing out kind of that opposition to what God uh, was intending to do and making sure to engage uh, in, in that kind of prayer. And there were also these, these regular times in the course of their worship or in the times of their gathering where they would say, you know, we just need to take some time for ministry prayer, to gather together, to be present for those who have needs, to not just pray for them a distance, but God at times causes, calls us to literally to anoint with oil or to lay hands on someone or to just be there with them to pray and so they devoted themselves to prayer because a healthy Jesus community will give itself to prayer because they know and we know that everything else arises out of prayer. That's where it begins. And so what, what was the key to all of this? What was the key to, to really all of this shaping this, this initial Jesus community? It's really found in one of the early words, not just these four, but it says that they were devoting themselves to these four things. Devoting themselves. And that word devotion, it really carries, it carries two different parts to it, two different really important ideas that we need to lock into. The first is this. Being devoted to something meant that they were prioritizing these things in, internally, in their minds, in their hearts. They were giving themselves to the, they were saying these, in, it just in their thinking, these are, the, these are the most important things that we could be doing. These are the most important things we could be doing with our lives. We, we need to give ourselves to these teachings. We need to, to uh, acknowledge that without fellowship, we're not, going to, we're not going to be the church that God calls us to be. Without recognizing Jesus in every situation that, so that it re, almost re erupts into just meals, erupt into becoming a, a time of worship, without realizing how important prayer is, we will never see God's fullness shown through us. And so in their minds and their hearts, they, they, they gave themselves to these things. They, they prioritized these things. These were not just options for them to have in case they had, if they had extra time to do them. These were the essentials of who they were and what they were called to be and to do. Second, devotion meant that they not only prioritized these things internally in their minds and their hearts, but they prioritize them externally in their lives. Literally, uh, this word devoted is often translated, they were continually involved in. Continually involved in. Not just a commitment internally, but they showed that commitment externally, that they gave themselves to these things, and they were found doing them all the time. They became known by these things. 
And this kind of devotion to these four practices, it changed the world. Now, one of the things that you might notice about, about these four things in, in Acts 2.42 is that what you don't find in this list, and you don't find things like outreach or mission or sharing the gospel, and we say, why? Did God, did, did somehow this in this, did they, miss, did they miss that important point of who we are and what we're supposed to be doing? No, they didn't, they didn't forget it. But we need to remember that if we don't have a healthy Jesus community that's formed around these four things, true outreach, true mission, true making Jesus known will never happen because those things arise out of being the community of God's people. Those things come out of being this healthy, this healthy gathering of the followers of Jesus. God didn't forget his goal here. He just was trying to set things in order, in the correct order, being the community. Second thing is this, that we need to remember, if we are a healthy Jesus community, we're gonna hear the call of God through the teachings that are proclaimed. We're going to hear the call of God as we gather for prayer and we listen to what it is that he wants us to be about. We're going to hear him calling us outward to not just keep the generosity that he wants us to be, our lives to be about, not just to keep it within the community of the church, but to have it spill over into the world so that they can see his generosity, so that they can see his goodness. And so a true, a true healthy community of God's people is never gonna just sit on that and just enjoy it just for themselves because if they're healthy, it is going to move outward. But it begins in that place of being God's people. So here we are. Here we are, we, we, are the, we are known, even in our community, as a, as a Jesus community, as a gathering of his people. We even have on our name, our name is Christ Church. We have his name emblazoned on our sign. But we need to know that if we're going to truly be that community that he intended us to be, that we too are going to have, need to devote ourselves to these, these priorities to these things that God said, we're going to have to go back to the beginning and say, what is it that God has called us to be? What is it that God has called us to do? And it's to devote ourselves to these four things. We have a a mission statement and it starts with these words. It says, we believe that Jesus is the hope for the world. Jesus. But the thing that immediately follows that is we also believe that Jesus shows himself through and shows his fullness through his people, his people, the church, through you and through me. And so one of the most important questions that we need to ask ourselves is, what is it that I need to be doing? What is it that God is calling me to do as an individual, as a member of this community that will further ground me, that will, will ground me even deeper into the teachings of the apostles, the teachings of the Old and New Testament, the teachings of Jesus. What is it that I can be doing to ground, find, allow the Spirit to ground me even deeper in that? What is it that I can be doing to, to be more invested in fellowship? That, that fellowship, that gathering, that, that um, sharing of all that I have in order to, to make sure that the needs of my community, of God's people, God's family, are taken care of? What is it that I can be doing to make sure that I'm also, that every event, every common event, every time that I gather, I'm regularly gathering with God's people, 
and it becomes a time of worship as we just, those times become times to celebrate and remember who Jesus is and all that he has done for us. And third, how can I invest myself more into this thing, this incredible thing that God has called us to, this meeting with him in prayer? How can I be praying more? How can I do these things and invest as a part of my community, as a member of this healthy Jesus community so that we can see our world changed? Our world changed in the same way that the early church saw their world change. In that same way that as history has gone, we've seen God's people rise up and be the church. And we've seen God just transform nations, transform generations through his people. That's our call. That's what he's calling us to be. That's his call to community. That we would be devoted to his design. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this high call. Thank you for this, man, this amazing body, this amazing community that you called us into. And it didn't start with us. It started with you. You have literally invited us into the community that you have known from eternity past into eternity forever. So God, thank you for that invitation. Thank you for that calling. Thank you that you have equipped us and you have transformed us. You have made us, you have made us ready to be a part of that. Pray that we would just have that, that we would lean into that. We would have that within us to devote ourselves, give ourselves completely to, both inside and outwardly in our practice that we would give ourselves to these things, these four practices, these four parts of what it means to be God's community and be a part of it. We pray this, Father, so that you might be known, so that we at Christ Church might be a place where you sh- through which you show your fullness to this world who desperately needs you. You show your son Jesus to this world. You show through the power of your spirit, the very, your very image, your face, your kindness, your goodness, your character. And through that, that you would transform our world. You would transform our community, transform this generation. I pray these things in your name, Father. Amen.